Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Chapter 7 The Two Crows. As the next few days went on, things pretty much returned to normal. Chris didn't hear much about buried treasure from Sammy, Dee Dee, and Jenny at school. It seemed as if they had given up on the idea. Willie went to another school, so Chris didn't hear from him at all. Even Ryan, who had seemed to supply enough enthusiasm for the rest of the group, had turned his energies back to baseball. On Thursday after school, Chris and Maria were standing by the school fence when Mrs. Vargas drove up and beeped the car's horn. They climbed into the car, Maria in the front and Chris in the back. "'So how was school?' Mrs. Vargas asked, looking in the rearview mirror at Chris as they pulled out into the street. "'Oh, okay, I guess,' Chris said unenthusiastically. "'Matt's going to be a killer this year.' "'Have much homework?' Mrs. Vargas asked, looking in the mirror and then at Maria. "'None,' Maria said, as cheerful as usual. "'A little,' Chris said, almost in a moan. "'Well, I want to do a little shopping on the way home,' Mrs. Vargas said. "'There's a new fabric store on the east side of town I want to check out. "'You two are welcome to come in and look around if you want, "'or you can stay in the car and do your homework.' "'The car left the main road and pulled onto the freeway. "'I'll stay here,' Chris said, still without enthusiasm.' "'Hey, Chris, I'll help you with your math if you want,' Maria said. "'Sure,' he said. "'That's a nice older sister,' Mrs. Vargas said. "'Chris, can you say thank you?' Chris looked up. "'Why? She hasn't done anything yet.' "'Chris,' Mrs. Vargas said, "'shame on you. She did, too, do something. "'She offered to help you.' "'That's all right, Mom,' Maria said. "'He's just in a bad mood.' "'Yeah, Maria's right,' Chris said. "'I am in a bad mood. I have been all week.' "'Why?' Mom asked. "'Because your treasure hunt didn't work out?' "'Yeah, I guess so,' he said. "'But why did you all give up so easily?' Mrs. Vargas asked. The car got into the right lane and pulled off the freeway. Chris looked ahead at an area of town he had never been in before. Most of the area was filled with factory fronts and warehouses. "'I guess we just ran out of ideas,' Maria said. "'Chris, it's not your fault any more than it is anyone else's.' Chris was silent. Something about this area rang a bell in the back of his mind. The car jolted and felt as if something was pulling on the tires of the car. "'What's wrong with the car, Mom?' Maria asked. "'Oh, it's just this road, Maria. They paved over some old railroad tracks here. The pavement is kind of rough.' Suddenly the bumping and pulling stopped. "'There, that's better,' Mrs. Vargas said. "'See, the old tracks go that way.' Chris looked out the left window and saw that the old railroad tracks in the pavement led to an old rickety bridge that seemed to be out in the middle of nowhere." Alarm bells rang in his head. Now we're past the old factory part of town and into a newer section, Mrs. Vargas said. And right over there is my store. She pulled into a parking lot and parked the car. I'll just be a minute, Mrs. Vargas said, closing her car door behind her. Chris's head was whirling with ideas, and he barely heard her. Suddenly he called after her. Mom, is it okay if I check out something we drove by over there? He pointed back the way they had come. I guess so, Mrs. Vargas said, but watch for traffic and don't go too far. I'll be right back. What do you want to check out, Maria asked, following Chris out of the car. A bridge, a railroad bridge, Chris said. A bridge? Why would they need a bridge around here, Maria asked. Exactly, Chris said. The river is miles from here. And he broke into a run. Chris, wait, Maria ran after him. Chris looked both ways, then bolted across the intersection. Maria was breathing hard two blocks later when she caught up with him. Chris turned the corner and ran down the street. "'Wait, Chris!' she shouted. "'What's the hurry?' 
He stopped suddenly, and Maria saw what he was looking for. The old metal bridge was rusted and broken. It was probably the ugliest bridge that either of them had ever seen in their lives, but right now it looked beautiful to Chris. So it's a bridge, Maria said. So what? Don't you get it, Chris said, walking over to the bridge and pointing to either side of it. The river ran right through here. Maria's eyes opened wide. Look, she said after a long minute. They both looked at the side of the bridge where a metal plaque read, 1901. Chris looked at the empty lot covered with sand on either side of the metal bridge. If this is the riverbed here, then all we have to do is... His mouth dropped open as he looked toward the east. Chris looked past the shadows that he and Maria cast, past the intersection that marked the end of the factory section, and past the shadows of the tall buildings. On the hill beyond, a new neighborhood of houses was being built. At the top of that knoll were two giant boulders standing up on end. With their broken, jagged tops, and with the evening sun shining bright on them, the boulders looked like two giant birds. Crows? Maria finally asked. Crows, Chris agreed. They've got to be. He took a step toward them. Chris, no, Maria said. That's too far. Mom said she'd be right out. Let's go back and get the rest of the kids. Chris looked back at her. It'll be dark before we can get everyone out here. Maria stepped forward and grabbed his arm. What can you accomplish tonight that you couldn't do tomorrow? Friday is a short day for school. Let's come back in the daylight tomorrow. Prepared. Isn't that the treasure hunter's code? Be prepared? That's the Boy Scouts, Chris said, but I get the picture. In the meantime, Maria said, let's just keep this to ourselves, okay? It was hard to hold down their excitement around Mom and Dad, but they wanted to be able to solve this mystery on their own. You seem to be in a happier mood, Mom said. I guess Maria should have helped you with your math sooner. Then she went off to put Yo-Yo in bed. They called Willie that night and told him the new plan. Chris told Ryan the next morning before school, and Maria let the shoebox kids know at the first recess. School ended right after lunch the next day, and they were all eager and excited to find the end of their mystery. Sammy's house was closest to the place where Chris and Maria had seen the boulders, so that was their meeting place. From there, they pedaled their bikes over to the new subdivision and the giant boulders. They don't look like crows to me, Sammy said as they stood beneath them and looked up. I think they look like parrots. Nah, parrots have fatter beaks, Willie said. I think they're more like buzzards. Whatever, guys, Chris said. They look more like crows than anything else we've seen around here. But how do you know they didn't just bring those two boulders in here when they started building these houses, Jenny asked. I don't think they could lift boulders that big, Chris said. It could happen, Jenny said. Look, it's the best lead we have, Chris said, starting to get angry. I think we have to have a little faith here. Well, what do we do now, Sammy asked. The map said, look for a sombrero and head toward it, Maria said. All I see are houses. Dee Dee whirled and looked around them. I think, Chris said, someone is going to have to climb one of the crows and look around. Who's going to do it? Chris looked at the gang, but no one volunteered. This is your party, Chris, Sammy said. I say it's you. I vote for Chris, Willie shouted. Everyone else for Chris? Shout yay, Sammy called. Yay! Congratulations, Willie said, pulling a rope from his backpack. You've just been elected king of the crows. Chris looked at the kids, then up at the huge boulders. He shook his head. What am I getting myself into? The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book One, The Mysterious Treasure Map. 
It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.